Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RSN Wrestling Podcast. This is another edition of The Shoot. And on the other line, we got Rich, the big guy. What's up, guys? Of course, our shoot. This is basically our bi-weekly episodic show that we basically go ahead and try to recap the events of the previous weeks about what's happening in the wrestling industry. Rich, a lot's been going on, right? Yeah, a lot of stuff's been going on. God damn, it's it's bizarre. You you have you have people going to other shows. You know you have interpromotional things going on. You got uh, what you call it? You got All In coming in. That's coming out soon. You know you had IWGP doing a whole kind of thing. You had you know of course ROH, even Impact. What'd you say? Um, it's gonna be an interesting end of the year. It is. It is. And like like we always say, it's always unpredicted. Um, on uh, what you call it? Un uh, you know predictable. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on, of course, you know. So, you know, it's hard to say exactly what's going to happen, when's it going to happen. You know, it's an interesting time, especially now. Very interesting last half of the year. Definitely, definitely. It always is. And that's the thing. This is, this, we always talk about the pre-WrestleMania season, right? Which being, you know, probably after Survivor Series, after SummerSlam, I guess, right? Well, in a previous podcast that we've done, which, by the way, you could check out on Apple Podcast. You can check it out on YouTube, Facebook, ProWrestlingOpinion.com, which is the goal for segment-by-segment updates for shows. That's mm-hmm. a plug Nick's website, just so you know. You know the yep. usual. PWO, you already know. And plus, you can check that out also on our website. You can see all the links to all the different podcasts. Of course, yeah. That's right. What I said before, I started doing the little plug yeah. thing. We're diving in. Yeah. Uh, if you go to our previous podcast, we said that the diehard fans, the real beginning of WrestleMania season is SummerSlam, yep. which is less than uh, what is it? A little more than a month away. About right? a month away. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. And uh, and, uh, and of course, where where else but in New York City, right? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York, Barclays Center. That's another thing, too. This is the last year. Of course, a lot of big things are going on. But, I mean, beyond that, I mean, before we... Of course, Which, um, yeah. I, I found out, as everyone knows, next year, WrestleMania is going to be in New Jersey. Yep. And, as always, Raw, SmackDown, TakeOver is going to be in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But, I found out, the Hall of Fame is going to be in the Barclays Center. Not in MSG, right? No, because they charge too much. Oh, but also I think another another couple of things which we'll be talking about later on in the podcast today. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, basically WrestleMania season is right around the corner. Next year, obviously, right next to us. It's a couple of miles away from here. New York, New Jersey. Big time, big but time. WrestleMania honest, I, really thought, I really thought that they were going to do the um, Hall of Fame at um, Radio City Music Hall. It makes more sense. Yeah, and they haven't done that for a while, I think. Uh, they, when was the last time they did it in Radio City? Never. Really? So most of the time the that they come to here, it's usually MSG. Yeah, everything was usually at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. The That's Hall of Fame was at the theater, which is downstairs. That's right. So I'm guessing, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're looking at. I think with WWE is becoming like a big empire. Of course, they got that thing in October. You already see it now. They're becoming more of a global phenomenon. I guess they're trying to go more and more into you know they're trying to push the envelope. 
And it's, you know, not, not just with, okay, let's make every show four hours or, oh, let's go ahead and, you know, take out the fireworks or let's do this, let's do that. Now it's just, I think, beyond that. Now it's like, okay, let's hold everything in stadiums, you know, and, you know, maybe, you know, you never know. Maybe that's what they're planning to do in the near future. But, I mean, nonetheless, it's still, you know, it's kind of sounding okay that, that things aren't following the way that they are, right? Well, be, going back to the WrestleMania thing, I read that by 2020, Mm-hmm. They want to have two WrestleManias, one in America mm-hmm. and one overseas, just how they did the Greatest Royal Rumble. Damn, I heard about that too. That's but, I, but how would you feel that would work? Would that be something like in WrestleMania three? Because the last time they actually did that wasn't that in uh, WrestleMania three, where they had two, where they had three different cities hosting WrestleMania, and it was yeah, like tape show. That was in one night. This one they want to do in October, I believe they said. Oh wow! So it's going to be a, one in the early in the year, one late in the year. It's going to be March, April, around there, the usual. Wow. Okay. And then October, wow, like right before Survivor Series, like a month before. Interesting. Wow. So I'm guessing, yeah, they're trying to, again, they're trying to go for that global impact, you know? I guess they're trying to go to, you know, try to go into other countries, try to make an influence there, just like how they are now. Of course, they had the Grace World Rumble. Up, since you brought up other countries, yep. there's a nice little country, Japan. Yep. Who will be taking over America? Yep. Latest news, of course, know what right? I'm talking about. Yep, yep. Talking about a company that just had uh, their G1 classic. Well, Hell no, of a show. No, it wasn't. In the the San Francisco. No, it was San Francisco. It was the G1 special. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, the G1 special. But that's that a place in San Francisco. Right, right. It was a hell of a show. I mean, of course, a lot of things went down. A lot of big, if you know, you follow changes. wrestling. But uh, yeah, beyond that, wrestling earlier this week they released. Yeah. Not even earlier this week. Yesterday, yeah. to be exact. Yeah. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor will be doing a G One Super Show in April at mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. MSG. So this comes off the heels of I think earlier this I think last month or this month where ROH was announcing that they were going to hold an event in MSG. And then, of course, via communication from WWE, of course, it got nixed. And now it's kind of like, you know what? Maybe that could happen this one. We don't know yet. But then also it brings up another question. Now, I mean, here's another thing, too. This is a really, really big thing. They said, I read an article where they said that this whole thing with ROH and New Japan, this is the first event, if this it does happen, if it does get finalized and everything, it will be the first event. Oh, no, it's, not, it's already finalized. Yeah. It's already finalized, but I mean, you never know. Maybe you know. Once WWE gets their attention, I guess you know it's it's probably on WWE's radar right now. They're like, oh, you know, what's happening now? So maybe they might do the same thing that they did to the ROH. So I, you know, I, I hope it doesn't come to that. But if it does, you know, it'd be bizarre. But it's it's very. Oh, I hope. I yeah. hope it doesn't. To be honest, mm-hmm. because if it does. I'm gonna be pissed. It's gonna it's gonna piss off everybody. It's like, come on, man. Because here's the thing: they said that this is if this does happen, it's historic. Because WWE had a 58 year stronghold, like a big presence in Madison Square Garden. This is the first time in over 58 years another wrestling or another non WWE you know program has been on hosting, of course, MSG, which is pretty bizarre. It's kind of think about it, like, damn, you know, for the first time in over 58 years. MSG is actually going yeah. ahead and bringing other wrestling there. It's good for the business, good for the industry. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's good. For, it's good for everybody. But it's good. It's good for ROH. Good for New Japan. Good for everybody. But the thing is, 
you know, again, WWE, they're probably going to look at and they might just, you know, if they do wreck it, it's going to be the most stupidest thing that they ever do because they basically declared war. When they, when they, when they, oh, if they turn it, if they turn it down, it's going to be horrible. Yeah. Because basically it's just, and again, this puts them in line. I think this put New Japan and ROH in line to be the number two promotion head to head. If you think about it, yeah. What was the last event WWE did that wasn't a house show? Probably the special that they had online. I think on, uh, uh, if you're talking about televised events, then probably the special that they had on the network, I think it was, right? I mean, the one that we Yeah, the one that we covered. I think it was in 2015 or 2016 where it was a big show versus oh, you mean, Lesnar. You mean, you mean one of our first shows that we ever did? Yeah. Which you can yeah. check it out on YouTube. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. The one that, yeah, of course, that got people pissed and everything. So, you know, next to YouTube. But I mean, that, yeah, like that was probably the only event, I guess, you know. But then, I mean, think about it because WWE has this big relationship with MSG. But the thing is, in recent years, they're not they holding that relationship. Go. Yeah, they used to. But then now it's like, you know, I think MSG, I mean, it's good for MSG if you think about it. MSG is just trying to get more and, you know, more money out of some stuff. It's good for New York as a whole. That's another thing, too. New York is getting much more money from this. Because this, and that's the thing, this brings eyes onto wrestling, period. This is back when the days where, you know, now now people look at it and say, oh, you know, it's fake, it's this, that. But if you actually see in the marquee, ROH, New Japan, this is kind of like, oh, wow, this is something totally different. Let me just check this out. Let's see what this is about. You know, who knows what this could do for not only the industry, but also for the fans. But New York, you already know, New York's going to be shifted upside down. You already know that. Because there's all kinds of fans looking everywhere. You got people in Flushing, you got people in Brooklyn, you got people. Especially if Jeremy yeah. is going to have come into this event. Oh, man, there's a lot. There's a lot. And believe me, it's, it's going to be coming from every corner, not just in, you know, not just, you know, in, 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 locally in Manhattan. This is, like, everywhere. You go to Flushing, you go to Queens, you go to freaking Brooklyn, you go anywhere. Believe me, there's people. You'll, people coming from, you'll get Pennsylvania. Hell, we might get people coming from across the country. Yeah, yeah. Other countries might you might have people come here. Definitely. There's always people from international coming over to New York. Why not? It's a great market. And, you know, why not do that? But then I think what WWE gets a lot of beef for is just that, oh, you know, this is in our backyard. This is them basically declaring war on us. Which, at the same point, it's like, you know what? Look at the Monday Night Wars. Every single night, it was, oh, WCW, you know, uh, WCW and WWE. That was a big deal. We covered that, of course, on one of our podcasts. You could check that out, you know, on our, on, on YouTube, on, also on our other social media sites. We have different podcasts about that, but definitely, I think company. Oh wow! Yeah. Is today um just like a plug day for us? I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, people haven't heard of us, and that's another thing too. But of course, you know, big news. Of course, we're always on Spotify. We're on podcast, Apple Podcasts now. So for uh, those of you hearing us for first, are we, on we got podcast too. On Android Podcasts, yep. Google Podcasts, yep. Everything, Apple, Android it doesn't matter. You're everywhere. So that's another thing too. So also, you, yeah, to you can also hear. You can listen to us while you're going. Definitely. Tell us while you're going to school. Yeah, it's always the case, all the time. On a lunch break at work, yeah. on break in between classes. Hell, That's right. you can listen it's a to big... us on your radio yeah. if you link your phone mm -hmm. to your radio. Yeah. You can just, if you have Bluetooth in your car or you have the aux, just go and load us up and literally you can hear it all the time. I'm always doing that all the time. For how much? For how much? So the best part is, it's all free. How we don't charge you. All... No, you're shitting me. I swear to God, we don't charge nothing. It's bizarre, right? It's crazy. 
Wait, so you mean we don't charge people nine ninety nine to listen to us? No, nope, no, nope. we're not. We're not podcast one. We're not the ones that are, you know, the Steve Austin show. We have to pay extra to get us from not cursing and stuff. We're explicit, so literally, you can go on our shit if you don't want to hear it. There's a sign that says explicit. So if you want to check it out, you can check it out. You don't have to go and be like, oh man, I gotta get my kids out of room and we're here. No, literally right there, no problem. If you don't want to look at it, no problem. You don't have to. And there you go. That didn't you listen to us? So. Wow. Yeah, bizarre, right? It's crazy. New every day. Yeah, what a world. What a new world we're living in, you know? So it's crazy. But yeah, back to the topic. I mean, we're talking about out there. Yeah. The biggest platform that we're on, to be honest, besides Spotify, Mm -hmm. is probably Apple Podcasts. Definitely. Definitely. Apple Podcasts is bizarre. It's it's really crazy. That's like the two top uh, platforms that we're on. And the thing, this is only what, four years? Actually, looked up our page. We actually got a couple of five star ratings. We got a lot of five star ratings. As a matter of fact, we got a lot of support. We got a lot of views coming into us. It believe me. So I think when I was checking our anchor, of course, anchor is the one that are helping us, you know, sponsor all this stuff. They're the ones that help us, you know, of course, get us onto all these platforms. Thank you know, anchor. thank you, anchor. anchor. Would YouTube ever? Do that? Yeah, YouTube would never let us do that. YouTube would obviously be like, you know what? If I recall. If I recall, didn't they take one of our videos down? Yeah, and then what did we do? We ended up putting it on, uh, of course, Spotify didn't have a problem with that. Apple Podcast didn't have a problem with that. I guess I'm not thinking about it. It was one year ago Yeah, that it happened. That yeah. They took down our Extreme Rules show. Right. Uh, was, it, was it Extreme Rules or Payback? I think it was Payback. It was one- uh, I don't know. Let me check right now. Since, yeah, I, guess, you know, I, remember, I definitely remember it was a July show. I think it was the one with all the flags. I don't know which one that was. That was um, Battleground. Battleground. Because I'm on our YouTube page mm-hmm. on my PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. So I could just go back into the, the archive and look. Mm-hmm. It's been a year. Yeah. It was one year ago. Damn. It was Battlegrounds. Battleground. See, that, that I remember that clearly because we supposedly, I know we did something that we're not supposed to. We went ahead and put it like uh, a little review. We, we admitted that we did it. Yeah. <laughs> we admitted it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's been many times where they ban you for stupid stuff. Even when I was just coming to just posting up photos or whatever, and they made a whole big deal about it. It's WWE's likeness. It says that we even gave these guys credit. We even said this is not our stuff. This is WWE's photos and stuff like that. They're the ones that created it. Give support them. We we even put it in our link box and everything. But YouTube has this big algorithm. This is the new age of algorithms where everything is monetized. Oh, it's not I'm sensitive. Looking a, I'm looking at our previous episodes. The rise and fall of WCW is almost at six hundred. Yeah, yeah, and a woman of wrestling is pretty high too. So there's a lot of there's a lot of different shows we got. Of course, I think entrance uh, themes three fifty. Yeah. yeah, we got best and worst of podcasts. We got all these other different pod topics. So if you're a first time you know listener of us, definitely check us out on our other different podcasts. We're also and like I said, we're on all different other pop uh, platforms as well. All some other 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 platforms that are recently coming out. Castbox and we're also Kick. trying. Yeah, we're trying to get. Yeah. A special guest on every episode. Definitely. Downline, uh, you, you you might not. You know, yeah. Instead of having a three-man show, I might have a four-man show once in yeah. a while. Yeah. And we also said we're always coming up with new topics. So definitely, you know, we might be coming up with new topics. But also, indeed, it's not just wrestling personalities or whoever's there. We might have other guests, too. Other, you know, other fellow wrestling fans out there. So you never know, you know. So 
that I brought up one year ago. Yep. Even though for some reason they switched the lineup of the shows. Yep. Uh, we have a pay per view this Sunday. Yes, yes. Which I think no one's really. I'll I'll be honest. I gotta say this first right off the bat. I haven't watched Raw for almost I think what, I think two months now. I'll be honest about that right now. Like all I've been doing literally is just watching highlights here and there, hearing little things here and there at work, and that's it. I barely watch Raw. I think literally I remember last week I was watching Raw, just watching as I usually do, and then five minutes in I just close the TV and just stop watching. I said, you know what? The only reason why I. I'm gonna be honest. The only reason why I watch Raw still is Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins. If Seth Rollins is main eventing for uh, the IC title, that was like that was like my show. That's it. I would watch that, and that's it. After that, because to be totally honest, yeah. happy in the few that they have him in right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the top three workers in Seth right. Rollins versus the most underutilized talent in Dolph Ziggler. Right. Right. And, of course, it's it's pretty, you know, again, I mean, well, let's start with that match right there. It's an interesting situation because I know Dolph Ziggler's contract is up, I believe, right? Uh, at the end of the year. At the end of the year. And, it's, I mean, it's still pretty big because they're trying to renegotiate with him. And they're attacking. Didn't they have the same situation with him last year? Yeah, they had it, I think, a couple of years ago, too. It was crazy. And it, it's just – and their, their selling point or their, you know, their negotiating point is let's put the Intercontinental title on him, see if he stays. And then it's like – Sure, you know, and then he ends up resigning him. But if I was him, I would be like, I don't want the IC title, I want the title. Yeah, I, I would make a problem if I was in that position. I would be like, nah, you know what? You know, Raw actually has um, a main championship. Nah, I don't remember. It's um, it's missing in action right now, but there is a title. Well, actually, I think this title uh, occurs more than Haley's Comet, right? No, I think Haley's Comet. We see. It's like, it's like, it's like, oh, right, right, right. That's right. That's right. We like it's. It's like a once in a century. Maybe not. Not scratch that. Not even once in a century. Probably once in a millennia. You'll see this championship come. You see more Haley's Comet. You see more full moons. You see more eclipses than you see this. What'd you say? Yeah, I think you hit it like right ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just basically that's just the point now. Of course, we're talking about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, of course, the big news, he was in UFC. This past, I think, uh, was it last two Saturdays ago, he was at uh, UFC 226, 226, yeah, where he was in the audience just sitting there watching the show, quote-unquote, enjoying it. And then next thing you know, DC Cormier, who, of course, was was a pay-per-view, just throwing it out there. It was. It was a really good card. It was Stipe Miocic versus... No, no, uh, a good card, but the show yeah. actually sucked. Really? There was one heavyweight fight that everyone was like, what the fuck was that? I mean, I mean, look at, look, at, look at UFC's situation right now. They really have a lot of problems with everybody. People are getting pulled. This is happening. This whole thing with Connor. This is, pretty, this is a pretty good card. I mean, I can say it's everyone a pretty good card. Hurt. The way that they... Yeah, people are getting hurt, you know. This is like WWE two years ago. If you remember two years ago where they had this whole list of people getting out. This is the year where that Seth Rollins missed out. This is the year that Roman Reigns was missed out. Um, I think Cena was out for a little bit. Cesaro was out. Sheamus was out. All these other people were out. All no, of them were no. all out. Neville got hurt. 
Uh, yeah, the year of the injury, they called it. Yeah, the year, year of the injury. Yeah, 2016. The worst year by so, far. Well, this is the year that they had. The year of the return? It might be. I'd say so. Because, I mean, if, if you oh, look at all back. the. Ray yeah. Mysterio came back, Drew. I, I don't know. I still call him Drew McIntyre or Drew Galloway, whatever. He Drew Galloway. There's a whole bunch of people. I think that's still yeah, but then there's still there's still a whole bunch of people that are yet to come back. So oh, my to see how the hurricane came back. Hurricane came back, right, right. Yeah. Of course Ray Mysterio came back, you know. There's a whole Hardy Boys, of course, you know. Jeff Hardy came back, of course, after injury. But again, it just like if you compare to UFC, UFC I think they have the worst thing right now. Of course, this whole thing with Connor going on right now, but also the fact that they have a lot of beef with of course Fox going on, especially with this whole deal with SmackDown coming over to Fox and all that stuff. So there's a lot of stuff. They have to because their shows are on Saturdays. SmackDown's going to be on Fridays. Yeah, yeah. But I think also USC is trying to find another channel too. Because that's the thing now. You know, it's like a big conflict now. So I guess they're in that kind of – they're in a messed up situation. Dana White, you can see he's ticked. He's pissed. He's stressed OD. I mean, if you look Mm -hmm. at his whole position right now. And I think they're just looking at it saying, you know what, let's just put whatever's there. And, of course, this past Saturday – they have Stephen Miocic versus, of course, uh, Daniel Cormier. Cormier. The guy that lost last year, I think it was in USC 200, where, of course, he had to face John Jones, John Bones Jones. Of course, the guy that was roided to the gills, and the next thing you know, you know, they ended up finding out that he had a negative test result. DC story is pretty big. I mean, and he's a wrestling fan, too. I don't know if you know that. Oh, he's a big wrestling fan. He was at, um, what was it, 31 when... uh. Yeah, thirty one. Seth, Seth cashed in, yeah. It's pretty ironic. He was there when Seth cashed in and he was rooting off where he was there. You can see the whole video of him holding up the shirt and everything. He was there, I think, at Elimination Chamber earlier this year. He was at a whole bunch of events. He's a big wrestling fan. And the I thing is it's like yeah. so freaking happy when Seth cashed in, by the way, just someone out there. Yeah, that that was pretty big. Of course, you know, we, right now we're waiting for Braun Strowman. Of course, you know, the guy's over like fucking a million bucks. Once he cashes yeah, in, the same thing happens. Here's the whole thing, though. When can he catch? Yeah. Well, I think there was a theory going around that, of course, I mean, it basically leads into, of course, DC becoming a double champion in UFC, second man to ever do that. Now he's the UFC heavyweight champion and the UFC lightweight champion. But now, of course, after the after the fact, if you look at that video, it was pretty intense. Call out Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar came in, cut a promo, a real wrestling promo, which is pretty crazy. This is his best promo and the four, probably five years, been here, right? What's funny is he can't fucking talk. He can't talk, exactly. But when it comes to UFC, he'll talk. Oh, man. That was, he, he, he burned the all big, the fucking... And the funny part is, it wasn't even a big promo. He was basically like... Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I think his words were, his, his words were all the... He's like, oh, yeah, he's like, all the UFC heavyweights. Yeah. I think it was like, Francois Nagaro, Nagaro or whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you say you're a bitch. You're a piece of shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, hey, like I'm coming for you, like, like, Yeah, that was crazy. And he, who the fucking Joe Rogan? Like, what the fuck happened? It was hilarious. Oh my god! But then every wrestling you know, fan was like, "Why can't you talk like this in WWE?" Exactly. Exactly. Of course. I mean, what well, the really big thing was after the. I think after, if you see all the social media, people were talking shit. They're like, "Oh, you know, it's a wrestling promo. It's a work. People are just, you know, they're, really they're just there." It was a work because. Um, of- like, just the way the whole thing went down. I'm like, this is a work. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, as a wrestling fan, you look at that and you're like, whoa, this looks familiar. 
But then you understand what's going on. You're like, okay, you know, maybe this is real. But then, you know, the UFC fan, they'll kind of look at it and go, oh, no, no. And they'll just go, scripted, bullshit, WWE. Just... But, you know, that's the thing. You don't really understand it. That's the thing. It could have, you know, that's the thing. It, it was really, really, it was an interesting kind of situation right there. It seemed like a wrestling promo. It might have been work. You never know. But it was interesting. It was interesting. Just, nonetheless. I think they're... just say you win a fight. You call yeah. out the person. The mm-hmm. person comes in the octagon. He pushes yeah. you. How do you react? Yeah. Cormier just you did there. Yeah. No, but I think it was also the fact that this was Cormier's moment. And then I think the the it, like he didn't expect that. I think when when uh, they were talking to Cormier, he was saying that how uh, he just went over there thinking, oh, he's gonna square up with them eye to eye. But knowing Brock Lesnar, he's not that type of guy. He'll fucking he'll do whatever he gotta do. And then he what basically Cormier? Cormier just stood there. And he just stood there. He just walked back and was like, "What the fuck happened?" And then of course you know there's like a whole gang of guys. And I gotta say, Brock Lesnar got a lot of balls. He did this in the middle of a ring where there was like three, four coaches there. There were like two, three teams there. There was, there was Miocic's team. There was, uh, what you call it, um, DC Cormier's team. There was, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of people there that could have, you know, easily fucked him up. But he did what he did. He just fucking pushed the shit out of DC. Honest, like, I'm coming. DC's a great fighter. Mm-hmm. Brock's going to destroy him. Oh, man. I, I think that's a fact. Everybody's like, whoa, that's, you know, it's hard to say. And, of course, this comes off the deal that, uh, heels of them going ahead and saying that oh now the now the next matchup for the UFC title is going to be Brock versus DC, which is bizarre. It's like wait, this is in November, so now it's kind of thinking about what's the WWE status with Brock. No, is he going to drop? It can't be till January. Yeah, and then of course later news came out that he's not in the USADA um, USADA um, drug testing pool, and then of course now they're saying that he might be pushed back for January. But nonetheless, I mean. It's an interesting thought, wouldn't you say? Like, let's say if that was to happen in November, he walks in there with the Universal title as Universal champ and has a shot at the UFC title, which is bizarre. But it's then, like, God damn, you know. But then that's when Braun Strowman comes in with money in the bank. And <laughs> exactly. At the UFC event. Fuck it. Get both the titles. Fuck it. Who cares? It's like, come on, man. I mean, if that was to happen, I heard a lot about that. That, that, would, that would be interesting, too. But, you know, that's just, again... You know, but what do you think about this? Do you think he's leaving? Do you think he's going to keep the title? Do you think he's going to, you know, drop it? Do you well, think he's going to leave WWE? Going, WWE? Going back to an old school rule, which you remember, and every wrestling fan who's listening to this remembers, what happened to the 30-day no-complete no compete clause with that happened to Daniel Bryan, that happened to Naomi? Mm-hmm. Remember that? That's right. Yeah. Or Finn, when Finn... uh what you call it, prematurely vacated title. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah. When someone, I mean, here's the thing. This is wrestling logic. Someone gets injured, they can't defend the title. Obviously, if they're out for more than 30 days, they can't defend the title. So, you know, this how is that healthy. with Brock? Yeah. This guy is 100% healthy. That's right. His last title defense was the greatest Royal Rumble. Before that was WrestleMania. Before that that's right. was Royal Rumble. Where is it logical to keep the title on this guy when he defends the title every three months? Yeah, and again, this uh, and again, the rumor was that Brock has only one more match in his contract, so one more belt, one more appearance. That's all he can do. So I guess you know 
I guess there's been rumors. Have you heard what's what are your what are your thoughts about SummerSlam? What do you think is going to happen at SummerSlam? Because I think we're all begging for uh, Seth versus. He's not competing. No, he's his next title defense is going to be in December. Wow, what kind of BS is that then? So how the hell are they going to build SummerSlam and the Survivor Series? There's going to be no title. Wow, that is bizarre. Because thinking about this, like looking at this whole situation. They don't have a world title. And this is why Raw's uh, ratings have been going down because there's no reason to watch, literally. It's just it's either, okay, the IC title, Seth Rollins, it's but that's it. Your main title is the IC title. Exactly, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Two years ago, this is the same title two years ago that had no meaning. This is two, two years ago, no, two or three years ago, the U.S. and IC titles were like, this is a mid-card title. There's nothing there. There's no opportunity to that. And they're not doing nothing with it either. That's another big thing, too. They're just sitting there like, you know what? It's an IC title. It's an IC title. That's it. And the thing was, the, uh, of course, I heard, the, I mean, we talked about this in the last podcast. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar was the plan for SummerSlam. Supposedly the theory was that Vince wants it to be kind of a, a work where um, Roman Reigns is under a conspiracy that, oh, they're giving Brock everything. He's, he's Vince's boy. He's this, that. Oh, you know, let's just go ahead and, you know, that – that Brock is holding the title hostage, contract negotiations, all this bullshit. Vince, come on, man, you got it. You got it. But, then the, but then there was a, it was going to be Brock wins the title, um, Roman wins the title, but then Braun cashes in on him. I think that's what's most likely going to happen. It's just a matter of time of when that's going to happen, where it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. But there's one thing: when is this match happening? Exactly, that's the big thing. It's it's all up in the air. And this is just bizarre. It's like, this is the guy that's your champion. So what's going to happen now? My personal opinion, I say you strip him of the yep. title and you hold the tournament. Yeah. I think what they should do is just have like an interim champion. That's what they should do for now. Like have some kind of way maybe where Lesnar, of course, just like along the lines of what you said, get stripped of the title and then, you know, then they hold the title, a tournament. And then, you know, when Brock comes back, they fight for the actual champion, you know, the actual title of universal champion. Uh-huh. Take him out of the company. Yeah, this my personal. Yeah, this happened. I mean, think about it. This happened what in twenty twelve? I think twenty eleven with uh, Del with uh, CM Punk. CM Punk came back, of course, fought Cena. At, I think it was like Survivor Series or was it? I think it was SummerSlam. Yeah, and then uh, it was Money in the Bank. Yeah, money, no, no. This is uh, before. This is after Money in the Bank. After he supposedly left and then came back. Remember when he came back, and then I think uh, there was like a tournament, and Ray Mysterio won a tournament, and then supposedly the same night, Cena gets a shot at the title just because of John Cena. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah, that was um some yeah. I believe. And then they yeah, and then they just they said that they dubbed it as a, a undisputed uh, WWE Championship match, something like that. That's like oh, there's one you know, there's two you know champions, or there's gonna be one actual champ. They should do the same exact thing now. Like that's the only way it makes sense. Because at this point, it's just like, okay, the title is just there, but it's not really there. Like, the whole thing is, fuck Brock. Don't let him resign. Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a waste of money. Yeah. He's a waste of roster space. Exactly. He is, and that's the thing. Brock is a hell of an athlete. Former NCAA champion. He'll do great in the UFC. He is not passion- He's not even passionate. You can see in his face, he's not passionate about WWE. He doesn't like it. He doesn't want to be there. He just wants to get out. Get, just give him the title. Say, you know what? Fuck it. Just leave. Done. So Wait, one, away. The ones that I love. Remember when Raw ran that gauntlet? Yeah. A couple of months ago. That's right. And for like two hours, I think it was like the first two hours were 
That gauntlet match. Seth Rollins wrestled for 65 straight minutes. Bizarre, man. That was, that was a good show. Since Brock Lesnar came back, mm-hmm. he's wrestled only 62 minutes. That's right. So in one night, Seth Rollins wrestled longer than Brock Lesnar has in two years. And that's, that's embarrassment. That's embarrassment for WWE. Because now at the same time, it's like, you know what? Look at every other company. ROH has their champion. Oh, no, there's an even better stat that I've read. Remember the European tour WW had like a month ago? Right, right, right. They were in Europe for like two weeks straight. That's right. In those two weeks, Seth Rollins defended the title 13 times in 14 days. Yeah, that's bizarre, man. 13 times. Yeah, how, how many times Brock Lesnar defended the title in 460 days? How many? Five. That's just embarrassing, man. It's like, come on, man. And this is so. A time... What does that say about Seth Rollins? He's a freaking workhorse. That's what it is, man. He's he's not even human. He's just like a machine. It's crazy. He's the he should be the champ. He should be the champ, indeed. I mean, there's a lot of at least we know with him. Mm-hmm. The title will be on the show every single week. That's right. That's right. And I think, and that's the thing. I think they were just teasing that idea that Seth Rollins might be the next guy to challenge Brock for the title. But now it's just like, you know what? At this point, people are just looking at it going, okay, there's nothing really happening. There's no point. It's what it is now, you know? But then, I mean, look I'll at take, Yeah. To be honest, I'll take friggin' Zack Ryder as the universal champ. Oh. At least with him, we'll know the title will be defended. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. There's a whole bunch of people. Recently, Goldust was on the internet, on, on Twitter, posting that before he retires, he wants to get a WWE championship. Give him the fucking title. Hey, give him the title. That's exactly. Just give him the title on his last run. Who cares? And, if you, and here's something that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. That's the only title he needs to become a Grand Slam. Exactly, yeah. And it's bizarre. And same he, thing as, as Zack Ryder. Yeah, he's never had the main title. And they've never gotten that chance. But well, speaking about that, let's move away from Raw. Look at SmackDown and look at what kind of programs they're coming out with. So, of course, Extreme Rules, the big match, of course, for the WWE title, it's going to be AJ Styles, the best wrestler on the fucking planet, versus Rusev Day. Rusev. 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 Get the fucking title shot. Oh, man. The, the, the fact that he's getting the title shot after all this time is a big deal. That is a big fucking deal. Like, this guy deserves it. He should have got is he? This is way past two. He definitely should have gotten a title shot, I'd say, two years ago. A year ago, maybe. Never well, happened. Vince wasn't high on him. But yeah. now it's Triple H's call. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And and that's. I think this is the best run that Rusev's ever had. People really are on him. They they have a support for him and everything. So it just comes to say that, you know, this that, that SmackDown is really the land of opportunity. They got a whole bunch of people. And the best part is they're making their own stars. It's not just, okay, you know, let's just go ahead and throw on people that, that aren't even there. Like, okay, let's throw Elias and fucking Roman Reigns to see what happens. Everybody's just going to boo and go, whatever, oh, whatever. It's, it's bullshit. Because you look at SmackDown, what are they doing? They're actually utilizing their stars. They're using Samojo. They're using Daniel Bryan. They're using all these indie stars, and they're developing their own roster. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Let's say, let's say. Also, look at the GM. Yeah. And look at the... What's Shane McMahon? What's his position? Commissioner, commissioner. Okay, look at the commissioner and look at the GM. 
Paige yep. just retired as a wrestler and Shane yep. knows what the fans want. Exactly. Look at Raw. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle. Not the greatest GM. Especially right now on TV. They're, yeah, they're, they're putting him as this guy that's, that can't take control of the show. So you already know he's going to be Definitely. taken out of not that good of a commissioner. Yeah, exactly. Not that good of a GM, not that good of a commissioner. It's not, you know, they really can't, you know, it's just that they really can't do nothing with that now. It's like, come on, man, you know, you just, you know, again, it's just, the, 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 I think they're promoting more, again, production quality, what's there, that's all. They're not really looking at the storyline. They're not looking at anything else. It's just, okay, this is what it is, you know the production. You know what's funny? Shane hasn't been on TV in a while, and look how yeah. good. It is. Yeah, neither has Stephanie. But look, I mean, that's the thing. Stephanie's like, been on a lot. Stephanie's been on a yeah. lot lately, from what I heard. Really? But I mean, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, Shane hasn't been on in about a month and a half since Paige took over as a GM. Right. I mean, it's kind of interesting think, to think about this. Yeah. I mean, but think about this too. It it takes for in order for Raw to get a better rating or to get some interest, someone with authority needs to show up. Either Stephanie McMahon or Vince McMahon. That's what it takes to put up a good rating. Like two hundred five live and SmackDown. What are they really doing? They're coming up with good matches and people are still tuning in. Speaking that's of an embarrassment for Raw. Have you have you watched it? I haven't watched it, but I've heard. And the the biggest thing, I... Buddy Murphy. Serious, Buddy fucking Murphy. Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. Oh man, Mustafa Ali's a hell of a worker. This five these two five star match. I heard, I heard, I heard. Well, two or five live, they've jumped up a hundred percent now, and that's the thing. Ever since they got him off of Raw, it was the best thing that they did. Because now look at that. Now the Even quality of the program. Leo Rush is doing amazing. Yeah, Leo. Oh man, Leo Rush. Yeah, especially you know that's a big deal coming from from NXT going to you know to, in a sense the main roster. That's a big deal. It is a huge deal. Again, it just brings up the fact I that yeah, they, there's a lot. When I heard Leo Rush was coming. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't wait. I was like, "That's it, man! Like, he deserved the shot." So, and he got it now. So, you know, it's what it is now. So now it's just a matter of bringing in more stars. You know, <laughs> have to see how that is. Speaking you know? of Leo Rush and his old company, NXT, amazing. Oh man, NXT. Especially with this whole British, you know, this whole uh, the thing I did it in uh, UK. Oh, I thought it was amazing. That was a, a great fucking show. It's crazy, and of course, Pete Dunne being the guy leading Pete. the whole thing. Who? Pete Mother. Pete fucking fucking, fucking done. Oh, yes. Speaking of Pete Dunne, you know, on Instagram you could ask questions. Wait, wait. Pete Dunne put it on his like, ask me a question. So wait, wait. I wrote to him. Mm-hmm. When are you gonna away from Brock Lesnar? Yeah, exactly. You know he responded when that little punk decides to show up and give me Ooh, a shot. You heard that first. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter, on Instagram as well, on RSN Podcast. So that's another plug too, right there. But that's bizarre. That's crazy. I mean, I mean that's the thing. Everybody's asking for that. Pete Dunne is probably the better, and that's the thing. Pete Dunne is probably Pete Dunne and Brock are the only two champions that are holding the title for the longest. They have the longest title range right now, compared to any other champion. But the difference is, P 
Keith Dunn actually defends his title overseas. That's, and he's going to indie indie shows and things like that. He's doing all that. Brock is just sitting at home, you know, as a in universal title. In his, um, yeah, in the, in the sofa cushions, just chilling. It's like, come on, man. It's bizarre. You know, it's like, come on, man. It, it, again, the thing is, Brock Lesnar is not good for WWE. Brock Lesnar is a great athlete, but for WWE, they need to drop him. I just think it's cool that I actually got a response from Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne, exactly, yeah. It's bizarre. Pretty crazy now. But, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of, you know, of course, social media stuff plays a big role. A lot of big things going on, you know, so it's pretty interesting. Well, speaking of social media, what's this thing going on with Jay Lethal? Oh, okay. The whole story behind that yeah. was... <clears throat> Uh, who is it? Taylor Hendricks? Taylor Hendricks or Tessa Blanchard? No, is it Taylor, Taylor Hendricks? Taylor Hendricks, you're right, you're right. <clears throat> she got released from Ring of Honor. Oh. And apparently, the story was she was taken off TV and released because she didn't want to sleep with Jay Lethal. What the hell? That's crazy. I think there's more to it, to be honest. Really. But you think this is like true? This is probably this feels like a Me Too moment. I think this is basically like this is basically the wrestling industry's Me Too moment. Basically, what'd you say? I don't know. Honest, it's something. It seems like there's something missing from the story from both sides. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. Just yeah. Is that really the reason why you get taken off TV? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it's just you know, I think what it is is just WWE. Just you know, I, I, like like look at WWE. If that happened in WWE, imagine how big that would have been. It would have been everywhere. They would have kicked him out. The stat Jay Lethal is probably like their top star. Of course, he won a world title a couple of weeks back. Congratulations, Jay Lethal. But I mean, the validity of the story is hard to say because you know, of course, WWE. Whenever things happen, everybody's talking. You can always get it. Dirt sheets always pick up stuff. But ROH is kind of hard. It's an independent company. Yeah. It's hard to get news out there, right? You can't really go to your tunnel, right, to go to Connecticut because you got to try to find another way, right? Because ROH is always on tour. And to be honest, I he doesn't seem like that type of person, to be honest. That's right. That's right. That's right, yeah. I think what it is is just, you know, it's 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 just you know the it, I, what I think it is it's it's just you know it's a controversy. They're just trying to get things on, and this is the thing. Arwich is on its highest point right now. It might be just Taylor Hendricks just trying to be petty, just say you know what, let me just do what I gotta do. Maybe it could be that. It could be, and it's hard to say. It's a controversial thing right now to kind of say. It really is. Could you know? At her last match over the weekend, well, past weekend that just ended. Right, right. The fans were chanting Jay Lethal at her. Right, right. And I think it's because Jay That's kind of fucked up. Uh, on his, you know, on his most successful run right now. It could just be that. Although his you know? greatest match, in my opinion, was the one that we saw our final battle. Oh, man. Him and Marty Scroll. Ooh, man. They just tore the house down. So... Definitely, you know, that was probably, like, you look at that match, you could see what's going on. They told a story. They had a couple spots, a little bit of nostalgia here yeah. and there. Through, uh, it was a great show. Great, a great. Eddie moment. Yeah. 
Eddie Mummy at Light G Steel. That was that was crazy. And of course, you know, it was a good show overall. Well, no, that my, was a great great match. So that that kind of I, I think the best match of the night easily was the opening match. Will Osprey? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think there was probably two, three candidates in that in that night. Like, of course, like I said, I mean, it just comes out to one thing. Whenever you go to that show, there's always one or two matches that get talked about. You go to a WWE show, very rarely one match will be probably the match tonight. Very, very rarely. Like, in the time that you ever went to Raw or, or let's say, SummerSlam or things like that, have you ever seen a match that was like, oh, this is a really, really good match? I can't um... really remember one. We went to, I think, SummerSlam 2015, right? Yeah, yeah but the best match of the night was uh, an NXT match. I know, for sure. I, I'm, I'm for sure. Well, actually, matter of fact, oh, Sasha yeah. Bailey. Yeah, it was an NXT match. We were there, yeah. So we were there for that. But beyond that, I mean, if you look at all the times compared to, I mean, we only went to one yeah. ROA show. And there were two or three matches that were candidates for really good matches. You go to w- I think I went to was it almost I think what I don't know how many shows you've been to but I've been to probably like three or four and probably one or two matches are standing out to me but rest are just you know like blanks right now I really can't it's see any other matches. It's bad when the number one yeah. company in the world isn't putting on great matches. Yeah. Again, yeah, this is just WWE, and that, I think that's their fear now. Imagine this event that's going to happen at MSG. They do something like that. You never know, you know. But my opinion, it just the remains worst to be match seen. at Ring of Honor was probably Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer versus the Briscoes. Yeah, they did that. That match really did. I think it was like really under. Uh, what you call it? It undersold the whole thing. That was like you know had all this hype and then whoop, nothing really happened. And then of course a lot of disrespectful stuff happened. Of course over there where you know. They started doing all this stuff. They didn't give Bully Just his moment. The table time constraints. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of botches in that match. Yeah. A lot of stuff. So, you know, it's, you know, again, I think it just comes down to, again, the quality of the product. Production could be production. Fuck it. But if you're just, and this is the thing now, we're living in an age where everything is digital. People are going online, seeing things, or finding out about stuff. There's better programming everywhere. Production, fuck production. People just want to see the quality of the match. WWE's willing to sacrifice the quality just to get better production and shit. When it's like, what's the fucking reason for that? There's no reason for that. You know? But again, this is just, again, we're talking about WWE. But I think the big thing, of course, well, we got to talk about two more things before we try to wrap it up. Impact Wrestling. We haven't talked about it in a while. We always say fuck the owl. But I'm hearing that they're coming up with some pretty interesting things. As oh, late. Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan. Dude, yeah. And of course, Sammy Callahan, he's doing pretty big. Yeah. Of course, a lot of other people too. I think Pentagon Jr. from Lucha he Underground, a, pretty big. He has a Phoenix, with, uh, another big Callahan. guy right there. You know, it's a lot of big stars. Doing- Cage is doing really well. Brian Cage. Sal.
Yeah, Rich. Yo. Hey, you're talking about it, right? Uh, Impact. So, yeah. uh, I don't know if you've seen it, the poster. Which one? It was one, I think, for Impact with Sammy Callahan and uh, Pentagon Dark, I think. It was something like that. And oh, then yeah, that caused a lot of, yeah, for Sam anniversary, I think, right? They're doing a mask versus hair challenge. Really? Yeah, I think I've seen that. And then, of course, I think, uh, I mean, it's, you know, and I'm hearing a lot of big stuff about what's going on in Impact. It's to the point where I think Kenny Omega is being recruited, right, as one of the guys to come to Impact, which is yeah, a pretty big deal. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Why would Sammy yeah, uh, go there? Yeah, exactly. It just, I mean, like, they're trying to get New Japan influence. They're trying to get, uh, you know, they're trying to get other people um you know, it just it just kind of brings back the you know the whole thing. They're just trying to copy WWE, try to you know get other indies and, and you know try to do something right there. ROH New Japan, uh, they got a big you know. Don't get me wrong, Lucha is a good addition to um, Impact Wrestling. To be honest, yeah, yeah, because you can actually see matches that could be worth actually watching, like yeah, versus Pentagon. I think that could be a good match. Well, there's a lot of good matches. I think it's just, you know, again, they're just trying. What they're doing really good, I got to say, is they're bringing people from, uh, you know, Lucha Underground and things like that, from AAA, all that stuff, you know. That works for them. They did that many times before, and it worked perfectly, you know. They brought, of course, I think, like, Judas Macias. They brought, like, you know, people like, uh, you know, Super Crazy, all that stuff, La Parca. And that all yeah. worked. It worked in the past. They've done it so many times. Why not? You know, why not keep on you doing that? It um, works perfectly. Who was it? They had a couple of, I think, midget wrestlers too, right? But of course, in Mexico, that's like a big thing. The whole midget wrestling and all stuff. And it was, it's yeah, it, it perfectly works. GFW and TNA, when they had that yeah. feud, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. But then I think what happened was like their... The thing with them is that they're just trying to be a Me Too product. And people just saw through that and like, whoa, just stop that stuff. It's like, you know, it's like when they did, uh, when when Daniel Bryan became world champ, Eric Young became world champ. When, yeah. um, you know, yeah, when when they had uh, this whole thing with the Wyatts, they did the same thing with Abyss, Rosemary, and uh, Jimmy Havoc. That totally went to shit. It was like, come on, man. The way, the way, that, the way that they're doing it, yeah. You mean Crazy Steve. Yeah, yeah, Crazy Steve, exactly. They're just trying to be fucking, what you call it? They're just trying to be a, a Me Too product of what WWE's doing, and they shouldn't be doing that. Right now, what they're doing, they're trying to be speaking a little different. Of, um, speaking of Impact, two of their former wrestlers just got signed to WWE. Yep, let us know. Chelsea Green and Robbie E. Yeah, I think there was also a couple of other signings, too, right, from other companies. Of course, I think Ayo Sharia, I think she's from Japan. Yeah. And but then, of the, course... Those two were the two... Big headliners. Yeah, and impact. And then, of course, I think, uh, well, recently they had, I think, uh, what's his name? Ultimo Ninja. Uh, Ultimo Ninja. And then there was another guy, yeah. too. They also, yeah, Ultimo Ninja is from Japan. And then I think there was, uh, and I think uh, from, uh, I think from Mexico also. And then I think uh, this other guy, I don't know what his name was. But then they also had Keith Lee, which is pretty big, too. And Keith oh, Lee, for a fucking big guy, he can fly. That's going to be a good addition, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Him yeah. Versus, Keith Lee can fly. Oh man, Keith Lee is a he's a high he's oh man, the things that he can do at his weight class is crazy. It's his just you know it's, it's a bigger. Yeah. And I think it just brings yeah. yeah. 
and it just brings back the fact that, you know, this guy is, you know, he's not the stereotypical guy WWE wants. He's big, he's bulky, he's, you know, he's basically like Kevin Owens. But he can do, he can perform. Again, Triple H. Kevin Owens, he's actually fighting on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Of course, it's, I mean, what do you think about this whole thing with him and Braun being like a little uh, cat and mouse game? My personal opinion, I think it's just um, like WWE trying to push us away from Braun holding the money in the bank to yep. try and get our minds off of, oh, when is he going to cash in against Brock? That's right. That's right. I think, again, it's just, yeah, you might be right. It's just WWE just trying to get that. Um, they're just trying to distract us, maybe. But, again, I mean, but you got to admit, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty funny. You know, seeing uh, all uh-huh. try to, you know, do stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, it is pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I mean, it's comedic stuff. It's great. And you could know that, you know that Kevin Owens can be the guy to do that, no problem. It's just a matter of, you know, what what's next after this? What's going to happen after this? That just remains to be seen, you know? But, I mean, speaking of extreme rules, I think before we end this right here, Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns. I don't know if you heard about this. Paul Heyman was actually one of the writers, I think, for one of their promos recently that they, that they just had. Or like a segment, I think it was. Supposedly, I think he, he, I think Corey got like a segment or something, and then basically WWE was like, you know, and they put down, I think, and someone got like a script, and it says, you know, Paul Heyman's name is on there as one of the collaborators for that whole script, for that whole segment. Yeah, I did read that somewhere. Yeah, it kind of, again, again, it brings up that whole, uh, it brings up that whole question of maybe, you know, Paul Heyman is, you know, after Brock, of course, not only being the advocate for Brock, maybe he's doing something behind the scenes in WWE again, like he used to. And I think it should happen. I mean, think about it. Now it's going to build Roman, so we'll see how that works, you know. But nonetheless, I mean, it's still something we have to kind of look out for. And speaking of also, I think another writer, Shawn Michaels, of course, being the big guy for NXT also. I think he, he wrote down, I think he did a couple of, um, he choreographed a couple of things for NXT, I think, as well. This is the RSM Wrestling Podcast. This is just another episode of The Shoot right here. This is basically just where we just went ahead and talked about all the things that happened in wrestling. We'll see you guys out. Of course, you can go ahead and follow us out on, of course, all of our different social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Also, you can check us out on Pro Wrestling Opinion. Pro Wrestling Opinion is basically a site that's created by one of our members of the RSM Wrestling Podcast. Of course, the Nick Lopez. There's only one Nick Lopez. He's the guy that went ahead and goes ahead and, uh, you know, puts out all the up-to-date news about what's going on in wrestling. He also has different kind of podcasts, different kind of shows, all things that are going on in wrestling, coverage and everything like that, minute by minute, all on his site on ProWrestlingOpinion.com. Again, if you check that out right there, we have links on our site and everything like that. Also on our portal site, where we have all our different pl- platforms that we're on. We're on, of course, Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're also on things like CastBox, uh, Breaker. We're also on Radio Public. We're on a whole bunch of different platforms. We can also on our Anchor. You can check us out on Anchor. And, of course, YouTube, which you can check out all of our previous podcasts that we did. You know, of course, things like RSN Podcast, you know, of course, where we did, you know, Women of Wrestling, where we talked about TNA, WWE, you know. You know, best best and worst pay per views, entrances and themes, and all that stuff. You can check that out also all on our on our on our uh, also on our big big podcast. You know, all these different platforms that we have also. So you can check that out there. 
If anything, we'll see you guys out. This is the Mastermind. We'll see you guys out.